my shows got my Comic Cons, they got canceled like super fast. And it was one after the other before we even had to go. So people that are unemployed from this, like honestly, artists were some of the first ones. So we kind of hit the ground running with it. We were already in out of the boat, you know what I'm saying? Before other people weren't even believing it, like we were living it. You're listening to Find the Good News, Episode 75, The Skills We Have, a COVID-19 Beacon Series conversation featuring artists Danny and Morgan Elaine. Find the Good News is produced by Parker Brand Creative Services, a branding agency that thinks sideways, pushes forward, and gets your brand up. See what else we do at parkerbrandup.com. Today, Human beings all over the world are making social and economic sacrifices to stop the spread of the coronavirus pandemic, COVID-19. In this special Beacon Series episode, I visit with the husband and wife dynamic artistic duo of Danny and Morgan Elaine. Danny and Morgan are good newsies, past guests of my Find the Good News podcast, and I wanted to reconnect with them to find out how their family is facing the challenges of the C-19 spread. I was not surprised to find that they were approaching these hard times with every skill they have, including their good nature and cheer. Like many, they spend their days doing the real work it takes to keep their family safe and secure. But at the same time, they both continue to share their artistic gifts with others, so they don't feel so alone in this time of distancing. Talking with them reminded me how nice it is to hear other human voices laughing and to see people smile. I think that's something we'll all need to cherish in the weeks and months ahead. I invite you to take a break from mainstream news and spend some time with good people that are dealing with some of the same struggles you are. Now, press play on a little good news. Wake up this morning, dreaming up the story I can hear. The way it's going, cause you're laughing in your sleep. Path to deliverance in a holy wall of light. Old news, bad news, fake news. Sometimes you want to shut those signals down and seek a better source. With my Find the Good News Beacon series, I tune into good people doing good works wherever I can find them. I scan across the full spectrum of life, seeking out human beings that have turned their dials towards helping others, aligning their time, resources, and talents with goodness, justice, mercy, and love. In each episode, I sync up with the hearts and minds of my extraordinary guests. We have dynamic conversations that invigorate the mind long after our transmission has ended. I discover the critical life experiences that shape them, the perspectives that drive them, and the fundamental beliefs that have anchored them to a path of goodness. There's a lot of background noise in the world. My name is Oren Parker, and I'm cutting through the static to find the good. I wanted to go back and revisit some of the folks that have been on the show because I really do consider the people that have been on Find the Good News as uh, leaders in goodness, I guess, is the way I would word that. You know, I really do think highly of everyone that's come through those doors and sat at that table. And I just thought it'd be nice to go back and revisit each, maybe not each, but some of the folks that were on the show, especially couples like you guys. And. Yeah, <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, and just see what y'all are doing to cope with this COVID-19 winter. Um, what are some of the protocols that y'all have in place for your family? And then, and y'all, y'all being in a couple that, um, are artists, you know, you live off of your art at your livelihood. I'd really like to know what you're doing to, uh, one, keep your art alive, because I know with all the extra work that we probably all have to do right now to keep our homes afloat and all the things we have to do inside the home that, uh, there may be some challenges. And then I know also too, with maybe that little dose of fear that's out in the world, sometimes that can dampen creativity for some people. Uh, I'd like to know what y'all are doing to stave that off too. So anyway, kind of give me an overview of what's been going on in your lives for the last couple of weeks. You want to go first? Uh, well, you know, pretty much what everybody's going through, figuring it out first, hearing about it, you know, but just around the house and stuff been gardening and, you know, taking it easy. Yeah, taking it easy. <laughs> He's been gardening frantically. He's not taking it easy <laughs> at all. Really? Um, before everything started, I was doing um, one of the companies that I buy brushes from is doing a challenge all March. Yeah. So that's been keeping me. It was keeping me busy before all this, and so I'm still doing it because I was like, well, I already committed to doing this, so I'll just keep doing it, and so it's giving me a reason to stay creative and draw something every day, and then. Um, since our conventions and events are canceled, we're doing, you know, trying to get commission work and that kind of stuff. So that's keeping us busy too, which is right. nice. We're, we've really just been trying to stay busy. Um, and it's hard to worry when you're busy. <laughs> there's just a bit more uncertainty now, but it's pretty much business as usual. Like we don't leave the house. We stay home. We already homeschool our daughter. We make art. And then now it's just, we just don't have the shows, which are a big part of the income. But, uh, yeah, other than that, it's Yeah, for the most part, our daily life really isn't that different, which is nice. Um, you know, we're not zipping off to the store in the post office the way we would normally do and that kind of thing. And uh, we're being very, very careful. But but the uh, our routine hasn't changed that much. If anything, I think we've gotten to, like, a better routine than usual because we're really working to get up early yeah. and get outside. And... More of an old person schedule. Yeah. Ah, nice. <laughs> okay. Like 5.30. <laughs> go to bed at, like, Sure. Did you drink coffee in the morning? I know. We didn't used to oh, drink. Weird. We didn't used to drink coffee, but... Um, the little drinks that I usually buy, I'm like, I'm not wasting money on those. I don't have to have them. So we've been very intentional about, um, the food we've bought and the stuff we have in the house and make sure that we have enough to last basically as long as possible. Cause we just don't want to go to the store if we don't have to. So, yeah. um, yeah, we just tried to be as prepared as we can. Yeah, that's smart. I think we got lucky. I, I kind of got on the front end of that. Just by, Even back in January when I first started hearing about it, <clears throat> I got that sense that yeah. there was something about it that wasn't the same as what we'd heard in the past. And I don't know what it is, but I thought, you know, 
I might want to just start buying an extra bag of this or that when I go to the store. So once it started kind of seeming like it was the buzz, I I went and did one, one really big shopping spree where I went and like kind of restocked as if we were out of everything. But then within the next few days, I could tell, okay, it's ramping up. They're seeing some movement. And so I went and just kind of double stocked on things. I know the kids eat. So we haven't really been back to the store except to get things maybe for other people. Not really anything heavy, but uh, I was glad I did because I I drove by and that's when the whole toilet paper apocalypse, you know, hit. And I was like, oh, my gosh, man, I'm so (laughs) glad I had just that extra five or six days with that because we (laughs) we almost (laughs) always have like extra toilet paper in the house because we i hate having to get out and buy it and i hate being down to like the last roll yeah so we almost always have like an extra one and i was like thank god that we happen to have like an extra package so we don't have to worry about that at all yeah and also zombies Really got me ready for this. Yeah. Like, since like 2005, I've been ready for them. And I mean, they're still coming. Like, this is just. Yeah, phase one. Out. Phase one. Yeah. That's funny. Danny Elaine is like the perfect person to be isolated with because he has the perfect amount of preparation and paranoia and uh, survival. He has a lot of really good survival yeah. skills. Yeah. So I feel I'm, I'm very secure with having Danny here. <laughs> That's a good topic to talk about. I was actually y'all are unique. We I mean, were reading a lot every, and stuff. everything y'all just said. I mean, I've kind of watched y'all too, and, and go, hey, y'all are in a kind of pretty good situation considering the way things are right now. I mean, you're you were already living on your own economy, so to speak. You know, you were producing your own good and you were selling it to people. So you already knew how to do that. You were already homeschooling where y'all live. It sounds like you're kind of away from like the the door to door neighborhood type of situation. Oh yeah. And it sounds like y'all weren't going to the store. Like some people like, Hey, stop by and get a gallon of milk on your way home type of situation. Y'all would probably go to the store and go, okay, I don't have to go to the store for four or five days. Right. I mean, that's, and then y'all forage. I mean, I see Danny foraging yeah, and, much. and gardening and the chicken. So y'all, y'all kind of yeah. had that situation. So this isn't probably, like you said, it's probably not this huge hiccup in your life. You know, now you can kind of sit back and go, okay, I can watch this and uh, navigate it. Other than the shows, if y'all could talk about that. Well, so what people, for so people whenever, that are, go ahead. Yeah, well, like when it first started, I was like, okay, where's where's that? I feel like Leslie Nope. I was like, where's that binder at? Where's my checklist? Like, it was all mentally filed away, you know. Yeah. But I accessed it, like, okay, well, this is what we're doing now. Like, and go. I, I guess the biggest difference is just that there's a lot of anxiety and uncertainty that goes along with all this, which literally everyone is experiencing. So that's very different. So, you know, just like everybody else, we're having the, you know, you can't help it. Every once in a while, you just get fearful because we don't know what's going to happen and we don't know how long it's going to last. And, you know, it's kind of a bummer. But as oh, far as, <laughs> but as far as our personal situation, like we feel we're, we're in good, we're in a good place and we feel pretty secure and we're, we're think, I think we're going to be all right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was thinking about a good shot to stay with <laughs> I was thinking about the homeschooling situation, you know, because 
I think today was the first day that my youngest son, he came up to me and he said, so dad, when are we going back to school? And I really don't have an answer for him. And, you know, I was thinking about you guys actually. And I thought, you know, I wonder if their child has had to ask them that question. I mean, I'm assuming maybe not in that form, right? Because y'all were already homeschooled. I mean, granted, you might still be teaching her things at home right now, but I, I can imagine the focus has probably shifted a little bit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're not doing, like, we haven't been doing her regular schoolwork with her just because, I mean, she's a smart kid. She understands that it's weird right now. Um, We've explained the situation to her, and so instead we've kind of just, like, Danny built her a little playhouse so that she has her own little space that she can escape to, and she's been reading a lot. Uh, She's reading The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe right now, and she's been playing games, and she has a little portable DVD player she's been watching, so... We're kind of letting, we're kind of being a little loose with her. Yeah. <laughs> Normally she'd be doing school, but because it's weird circumstances. And we also and, had her in other uh, classes, you know, piano and other stuff. Yeah. That she, would, she would go and see other people, and that was her friend. So now she's kind of yeah, kind of missing that, you know. No, no siblings. Yeah. So she doesn't right. have any other kids to play with. And we actually stopped going to all that stuff kind of about like a week before everybody else did. Because we could just see what was on the horizon. And I was like... I don't want her wrestling around at jujitsu with kids because I, you know, we can see what's happening. So we kind of stopped doing that about like a week probably before everybody else did. And then another um, thing that kind of sucked at the time, but in hindsight, it was a blessing was my shows got my comic cons. They got canceled like super fast. And it was one after the other before we even had to go. So, People that are unemployed from this, like, honestly, artists were some of the first ones. So we kind of hit the ground running with it. We were already in, out of the boat, you know what I'm saying? Right. Before other people weren't even believing it. Like, we were living it. And I'm happy. I know it. I'm helpless to Sorry for interrupting the conversation, but I have something I need to tell you about. You may or may not know this, but this podcast is produced in the city of Sulphur, Louisiana, one of the sister cities that make up Southwest Louisiana. All of my childhood memories are wrapped up in the city of Sulphur. It's my home, and it's been a good home for most of my life. There is a growing diversity of unique businesses, services, and events in Sulphur, each with a rich and colorful story to tell about their particular place in this little jewel on the west side of the Calcasieu River. My mission is to promote good news, to put a positive signal out in the world. That's why my team at Parker Brand Creative Services has created the new brand, Sulphur Today. Here's how it works. Post your Sulphur event, service, photos, videos, or information using the hashtag Sulphur Today. That's it. My team and I will scan and curate those posts through the social media platforms we've put in place. Before you make your post, just type hashtag, that's a pound sign for the folks that don't know what a hashtag is, and the words sulfur today with no space. My team at Parker Brand is monitoring this tag right now, and they're ready to create positive digital curb appeal for our city by sharing all the very best sulfur has to offer through the Sulfur Today social media pages. As the Sulfur Today project grows, we will be scheduling interviews and video sessions with businesses, events, and services so they can tell their story of Sulfur Today in a series of ongoing micro-documentaries. Look for the eye-catching Sulfur Today sign when you're out and about 
and be ready. We may be stopping by to visit you for a photo op. And don't forget to stop by the Parker Brand Creative Services Studio in Sulphur to grab a Sulphur Today decal for your vehicle or business. We want people visiting our area to know that they can find all the wonderful things we have to offer with ease and be a part of our history by utilizing the Sulphur Today pages or by searching the Sulphur Today hashtag. Do you want to help us tell the story of Sulphur Today? Here's what I need you to do right now. Visit and like the Facebook page at facebook.com slash sulfur today. And be sure to share positive sulfur information and post often using the hashtag sulfur today. Now, back to find the good news. So we kind of started hustling and doing our best, you know, a little bit before everybody else kind of had to. Big sales because... Like I said, luxury art's luxury, you know. You don't have to have it. But right. you also kind of need it, too, you know what I'm saying? Especially when you can't go anywhere. Right. <laughs> sure. No, I understand yeah, like, that. Uh, <clears throat> I mean, we're kind of in a similar situation. Not exactly, because I, I think our our creative industry is sort of wrapped around marketing. But I'll say this. I mean, most of the vanity type of design work that we were doing, that's slowly, you know, those little streams are starting to get thinner and thinner as the day goes, days go by. And so I'm kind of refocusing everything that's on. Understandable. That's something you have to prepare for. That's right. Yeah, exactly. I mean, so we're, and I'm just trying to make the best use of what are the skills we do have. And I guess retooling it towards communication. You yeah, know, yeah. And, and that's, that's the thing too about us. Like artists are creative. We're going to find a way, you know, sure. If I got some paint and I can't go nowhere, I might paint a cool mural on the road in front of my house. Not saying that I do that, but if <laughs> it happens to happen, I didn't do it. So don't, <laughs> you know. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. right. I mean, I've around people a lot, Orin. well honestly i mean when you look at things i was telling my my son this my oldest son i said you know your generation will never forget this i mean we really haven't seen the the beginning of this yet i think yeah we're on the front end i I was thinking about it the same way whenever it snowed the first time and i was like it's never gonna snow again remember this and it snowed like the next week so i mean yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's weird. It's like critical things haven't really shut down fully yet. I mean, I had to go out to my office yesterday to pick up yeah. the, ma- the mail, which for me, that's kind of good because I'm sort of sealed. I mean, I leave my house, I get in the truck, I don't stop anywhere. I go to the office, I'm going to enter the office. You know, it's not like I'm interacting with anyone, but just noticing the the diminished uh, traffic congestion and the fewer places that are open and even though some of those places that had drive-throughs open are now deciding you know hey we're shutting it down um, but you can still see people that are out and about that I don't think it's fully settled on them yet Be- not not it's not like people that I see at the beach or out in the woods going through the national forests and the parks that's really sparse and those people you can tell are like hey we get it we're trying to go out here and give ourselves a space that doesn't have walls around it and just they're not like shoulder to shoulder but when you see those shoulder to shoulder environments that's where i'm wondering and again it's maybe just my own perception but i'm going do they get it yet like has it really hit yet that something's (laughs) critical is changing you know like i think a lot of people just don't get it or are in complete denial 
or or they're like trying, you know, like okay, we'll do this, but they're not really like constant vigilance kind of thing. Like it's yeah. From what we've been hearing, and everyone's been hearing the same thing, it seems pretty severe. So yeah. treat it severely, you know. Yeah. But that's that's just me. That's what we're doing. Yeah. To ease their own. Yeah. Well, and I think part of it is we both have, you know, Danny's parents are in their seventies. My parents are in, you know, my dad just turned 60. My mom's in her late 50s. And, I mean, my parents aren't old, but there's no way of knowing if you catch this thing what it's going to do to you. And it's clear that people in higher age brackets are a little more vulnerable. So that's another reason that we really made an effort to just stay home because we're like, we don't want to get our parents sick. Like, I would not want that on my conscience for sure. Right. So, yeah. And I I think that's the attitude to have is like, it's not about you getting sick. It's that you could get someone else sick. And it might be someone that you love. (laughs) So stay home. Yeah. (laughs) I I tell you, it's funny because it's made me hyper aware of – all the micro interactions that you have with the world every day, you know, like uh, just simple transactions like signing a receipt. You know, if you don't carry your own pen, yeah, then you're picking up a pen. You know? Or do you have a, a, a mail glove that you get the mail with? Yeah, <laughs> we do. Do you, do you know what I have? Yeah. I'm going to tell you, it's funny. I, now this is this. I had these in my truck. You know, those bright yellow construction gloves that have like the rubber dipped fingers and palms. Yeah. Okay, so I have a bunch of those. Virus like Well, I'll tell you why I, I I had those for when I pick up litter, but I have a bunch of them, so I got a fresh pair out, and I I kept them on my. Um, God, y'all people are going to think I'm paranoid when I tell you this. I kept them in my truck. No, but if, if, I mean, honestly, we're the same way. Though. I want to learn. I want to learn. Yeah, but do you know why I had them originally before this? I I was honestly going, you know. If I ever got pulled over, because I see all these videos online of people going, show me your hands if they pull over for a simple speeding ticket and the person's got their hands out the window and then they'll say like, gun, gun, gun. And I watched one of those the other day and I was like, man, this is exactly why I keep those gloves. Because when I get pulled over, I put those bright yellow gloves on and it's like, hey. You can't miss these hands, brother. I'm just maybe, maybe you know. little jazz hands too. Oh man, just like look, all the motion. It's like an emergency <laughs> signal. These are my human hands. Don't shoot me. Uh please don't shoot me. You know, and that's so probably silly to some people, but I thought, you know, what the heck? I'll just keep those in there. But then what I I do now is I keep them um I, I Lysol them. I spray the palms, you know, whenever I have to get out and handle anything of substance, you know. You know, and then I spray them again, take them off, and resanitize. I have like a cool like to open my uh, mailbox because I'm just like, you know what, just in case. Oh yeah, <laughs> just I mean, look, in case. all those surfaces. I mean, that we touch, you know, especially the mailbox. It's made out of metal, and I think they're saying metal is one of the surfaces it's that metal, lives the longest. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think it's just new precautions, and and that's okay. I mean, look, I I, I had no problem with taking any of these measures. Yeah. <laughs> You know, it's honestly probably the easiest thing. I mean, imagine like when we used to, when we evacuate for a hurricane, how much harder is that? I mean, I really think it's a lot harder. You know, I mean, if you don't have somewhere to go, this is more of a mental game. You know, it's like yeah, all like there's no cone. You know what I'm saying? The arrival date. You don't know. Like you know the hurricane when it's going to hit. You know where to go where it ain't going to be. 
Yeah, but this is way more milk. certain. It's and it's it's weird. I mean, it really feels like we're just living in the twilight zone right now. Yeah, it's super weird. Yeah. You think it's weird? Do you feel like it's weird? It I do. Weird. I do. I'll tell you what's weird to me, and this is the part that really. I mean, I, I keep up with the news and I keep up with politics and I have opinions about all kinds of things, you know, and I, and I know they're my opinions. I try to base them on information, you know, and reason. I hope I do. But, you know, still, ultimately, I, I'm sure I have my biases that are built in. What's weird for me is watching the movie play out. And the reason I say the movie is because it seems like that's what it is. I'm like, we're following the script of a film. And it's like, do we not know where this goes? I mean, I was actually thinking that when we were out, we were out somewhere, man, that's where it's going. I'm like, I told my son that yesterday. I was like, you know, I was like, you know, you look at like the walking dead or something, you know, and you go, when Rick goes to gets shot and he goes in the hospital, and then he wakes up and he's like, what the hell has happened? What is going on? And I'm like, you know, so that was like six Jared months. Did Jared really come out of the desert? I mean, Jared. Did not know what was going on? Because that's, that's what, amazing. What's like, that? What are the odds of that? Like, oh, Jared awesome. Leto? Every time I go to Kasachi yeah. and like don't have news or anything, and I'm like when I'm driving home, like, well, let's see if it's still there. Like, yeah. No, I know. When we were out at yeah, Holly Beach uh, this weekend, we took the boys out there and just, it was nice. Honestly, the sound of the the waves just in the wind just kind of was sanitizing, you know? And, uh, you know, there's no signal yeah. at Holly Beach of any kind. There's It's no service at all. And it was nice to have just six hours of just no connection for a while. But Nothing. as soon as you get back, you're like, here it goes again. You know, there's more updates well, and... Yeah, it's tough out there yeah. with that part. I think uh, I'm having a weird thing of, like, on the one hand, I want to have my phone handy and Facebook handy so I can keep up with people and make sure everybody's okay. But on the other hand, I'm like, I can't read one more article because it's just going to freak me out. Right. And, like, I cannot stay in this elevated sense of, like, <gasps> all the time. Right. But... I don't know. Maybe maybe we just are going to stay in an elevated like anxiety spiral yeah. for a while. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel it. It's strange because I don't. But it feels like it's only been like a short time, and it feels like it's been so long. Like this has been yeah. the longest Weird. month of my life. <laughs> right. No, it's Super true. Weird. I feel like a weariness when I do lay down at night. I, I notice that even in the mornings when I wake up, my mind is definitely. Um, heavier and i don't think it's like a bunch of negative thoughts or anything but i definitely feel like a gravity on me when i go to lay down and when i i actually yeah. almost like can't wait to lay down and Your just go okay it seems a lot more like no yeah well i mean well, I, I just think it's just the also the weight of everything that's happening it's just everything's heavy it's just heavy yeah and it's a lot and yeah. that it's happening to literally everyone at the same time that's, that's what's, what's crazy, crazy. It's yeah crazy like yeah everybody's in the same boat everybody's in the same boat you know and that, i think that sucks but also it's kind of kind of a good thing because you can't look over at i don't know south america and be like ah look at Man, that sucks for them. Like, it's everywhere. Like, penguins yeah. are the ones that are like, well, that sucks for y'all. But other than that. I know. <laughs> I was thinking about comic books today. I was thinking about The Watchmen, you know, and how 
I, I was kind of laughing because I was like, you know, Alan yeah, Moore was Alan I Moore was wrong because real. he's it, like, oh, if we had this know. enemy, you know, if we if we all had a common enemy, then Earth would finally get it together and humanity would unite and there'd be peace on Earth because yeah. we would come together against this common enemy. And what's strange is when you watch the wait for Rorschach to drop the bomb <laughs> yeah, on it's like that's actually not happening, dude. I'm like, we do have a common enemy. It's not a big squid monster, but it's uh, a pandemic, and there's still all this division and bickering. There's the solidarity. So yeah, I mean, I'm well, waiting for that. The other thing is that the best way to deal with this is to everybody face separate, which is so out of the norm from like what we're used to when like hurricanes and stuff happen because we're all used to coming together and helping out and it's like this is the polar opposite of that like that's like literally the last thing that you should do and it's yeah so it's just i think we're all learning as we go and so that's really hard yeah yeah that's right some people aren't learning at all and that's a bummer (laughs) i know yeah the one thing i guess i'm trying to do is just uh, you know Sometimes I share an opinion, but I definitely try to share plain information when I can because I know we need some plain information. I know I like plain information so I can deal with it without the extra opinions and stuff layered on top of it. Now, granted, there are some things that come out in the news feeds that it just go, okay, this is toxic. You know, you're not helping anybody. You're actually hurting people. But most of the time, if it's just plain information, like like finding out tips, tips, yeah, yeah, for sure. What can you do? What are you doing? Like not right? even whole facts, just little bits of stuff, you know. Oh, I love your posts. I mean, about foraging, I really do. I'm I'm kind of in that. I mean, I don't have any word of forage when I was a kid. I did, but I honestly love that stuff, you know. And I'm fascinated by the things you post in that regard. And I and, couldn't imagine being in an apartment or somewhere like that would be. Yeah, oof, that would be that would be rough, you know. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I've thought yeah, about that too. We have a bit of land. Yeah. But just make the best of what you got in any situation. It's what the most you can do. Yeah. So how has it affected y'all's artwork? I mean, are y'all uh, are y'all still doing the same routine where you sit down? I mean, I know I see y'all's posts, very various posts that you're doing. How as far as you, Danny? What about your comic book? Are you still working on that as you this uh, during this time period? You kind of moving along? Yeah, well, I haven't worked on it as much. I'm still pushing it, but I was prepared for Comic-Con for like three months in a row. Mm. So I got I got pages finished, like third issue is almost done, yeah. and uh, fourth issue is storyboarded. So I just got to do that, which I'm really looking forward to getting done with commissions so that I can – I need to sporadically work because I really love doing those pages. Like, they're fun. They're yeah. a good escape. But – uh other than, like, I'm having a super hard time focusing on drawing. I bet. Like, while I'm drawing, I'm thinking of, like, five other things that, <laughs> one of which I can control, and the other four are out of my control, but I'm still thinking of all of them. Yeah, he's been very, he's been, uh, <coughs> I guess, a little frantic, which is very odd, because Danny's usually a fairly chill person. <laughs> but, I mean, for the most part, I don't know. Chill. You you you're a little less chill with age, but like for the most part, he's he's pretty chill and laid back. 
But um, I have been with you for a while. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. well, I am very anxious. <laughs> I've probably been a bad influence. Question about you? No, no, no. <laughs> but um, yeah, and he's but he's been working in the garden and stuff and doing all kinds of very practical things. And the so. uh, role initiative, the comic we got the Kickstarter done, and we uh, we're yeah. trying to find a printer. We're gonna we were gonna get it done in uh, Print Ninja. I don't know if you heard them. Uh, uh, no, they're all the way over in China, so okay. we don't know if we're gonna do that one. So we're probably gonna do it uh, locally here, and you know, put some put some uh, money in the the pockets of people around here that need it. You know, sure, and, absolutely, uh, yeah. But yeah, I'm still 100 percent forward with that. Definitely not stopping uh, with Royal Initiative. That's it's too fun, you know. Yeah, yeah, man. Well, congratulations on that, by the way. And I was watching, I watched your um, your Kickstarter, and I was like, wow, he met his goal so fast. I don't usually see Kickstarters do that, but you just like blew right through that thing, and then we're able to hit some of your we extra were, levels. We were stoked. Yeah. I did not expect it to happen like that. It was crazy. Yeah, I was. So, and then I was like, oh god, now and then. So they were like, we better think of stretch goals because we're like, we don't need stretch goals. <laughs> but then, yeah, we blew through those pretty quick too. I was like, uh. And then I was getting worried because I had done extra stuff and Steve Crail actually colored it. And uh, there's like some background story. And I was like, well, I have that done so we can add that to it. And then I had other ones that I'm going to do. But I was like, oh, I don't have those yet. I better. Uh, yeah. Well, I didn't push it as, as hard. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was pretty amazing. I, I looked at it one day, and then the next morning, I looked at it again, and I was like, wow, he's already went through his – or he was, or you were either through your goal or you were at all close to it. I was like, man, that's incredible. I'll say that because from a, from my perspective, and granted, I don't do exactly what y'all do, but I know just things, something you pour your heart into and you try to do, it's like – you sometimes it feels like, does anybody care about that, this? You know, know? <laughs> is anybody going to do this? Yeah, right, right. But it comes across if you, if you, if your heart's in it, you know, and people see that and they get invested in it. And then you send threatening blackmail letters to a bunch of people <laughs> and then they, you know, they come around. <laughs> right. And Morgan, you. Now, Morgan, I've been seeing, following, what was it that you've been doing where you did the different posts every day? You were doing a series there. I can't remember off the top of my head what it was, but that was really nice, too. You had a... Um, um The Trekle Challenge? Yeah, that was The one it. with all the pop culture stuff? Yeah, I love that. That was cool. Yeah, so, um, yeah, Trekle, it's a, they're, a, they're an art supply company, and um, I have some of their brushes, and so they did this. They're doing this thing, and it's all throughout March it's, uh, every day, where they have a prompt list, and they're all pop, it's all pop culture stuff. So it's like mostly from movies. Like today, I haven't done the prompt yet today, but today is like Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure phone booth. That's the prompt uh, that I'll okay. be painting later. But um, basically, what you should won one of them. I did. You won one. It was cool. It was so. Yeah, so there's a prompt every day, and the way it works is, you know, all these artists, because it's, because normally I'm kind of opposed to, like, art contests, but this really isn't, not really a contest, it's more like a challenge. Okay. Um, but if you, but every, they do choose, like, a winner every day, um, I guess just to show, like, thanks for participating. So, um, every day they choose a winner, and I actually did, I won, I won yesterday for, um, my it was the from uh, Army of Darkness Ash. It was oh, a yeah. chainsaw hand. Yeah. Um, my that 
So I basically I won a twenty five dollar gift card to their store so I can buy some art supplies, which is cool. But um, yeah, at the end of it, you they they take everybody who participated in all thirty days and they'll choose like a winner to win. I think like a two hundred and fifty gift card to their store, which is really cool. Well, that is um, cool. But really, it's just it's fun doing the challenge because. When you do these challenges, you know, you can go to the hashtag and then you can look, you find all kinds of cool artists. So I've found all kinds of cool artists to follow just through that, which is what I really liked about it. It's fun. And I like, I like that it's forcing me to, it, it's giving me an incentive to do something that if I didn't have this list to work off of, I wouldn't be doing anything right. possibly. Yeah, so, I understand I mean, that. I would probably still be doing commissions, but I might not be doing anything for myself. So that that totally yeah. makes sense. Yeah, I've done these kind of challenges before. Yeah, well, and they also push you to be creative in different ways too, because uh, you know a lot of the subjects that they pick is like I would never think to paint that. So it's it's fun in that regard too. It's like oh, I would never think to do this or. You know, you know that everyone's going to be paying the same thing, so you have to think of a way to make it yours and interesting and fun to look at. So, yeah, it's fun and it's keeping me busy. <laughs> and I'm happy. I know it. I'm helped. I hate to pause the program, but I want to ask you something. Did you know that you can help me and my team at Parker Brand Creative Services grow the Find the Good News signal? For less than a fancy cup of coffee, you can become an Early Risers Club patron on our Patreon page. What's Patreon? Well, it's a way for creators to fund their projects by pooling support from those really passionate people that believe in what they're doing. Do you believe in what we're doing with Find the Good News? I hope you do. We believe that there's already enough negative news in the world, even right here at home, and that good people doing good works deserve a platform to speak from too. That's why we created Find the Good News, and we believe in that simple mission. Maybe you believe in it too. If you do believe in finding and sharing good news, then head over to our Patreon page right now or check out the link in the show description. For a commitment of $3.33 a month, you can join the Early Risers Club of Find the Good News Patreon supporters and get access to The B-Sides, a patrons-only podcast with the crew behind Find the Good News, Parker Brand Creative Services. Each time we level up, the Patreon rewards will get bigger. If you're tired of old news, bad news, and fake news, help support Find the Good News at patreon.com slash findthegoodnews. That's patreon.com slash findthegoodnews. Now, back to the episode. No, I get that. I mean, that makes total sense. Having something like that to go, okay, every day I've got a touch point that I can go back and do my art. It's actually good advice for kids or anybody out there who, even if you're not an artist, but you just want something to do. I mean, you know, I'm in a situation, I guess, where I can still kind of go to work. I mean, I still have clients that I'm doing some things for. So I still need to keep my finger on that pulse. But I know there's a lot of people out there where they're just like at home and they're going, hey, you know, I'm stuck here now. Yeah. You know, having something like that where you can go do a, a daily challenge, wh- whatever it is, even if it's not art, just whatever it is, get creative and get online. Yeah. Some what I love, and I know y'all probably noticed this too, is all the people who are out there now creating content. I think that's so cool. Like everybody's trying to do some kind of thing yeah. online <laughs> where you can connect with people, and whether it's yoga or meditation or singing songs, or some people are reading chapters from books. 
Right, right, I, right. I dig that. I mean, that people are going, hey, That's let's stay together. That's one thing that I've loved is we are seeing how adaptable we are. Right. Like, that we're finding ways to adapt and to apply skills we have in different ways, which is really cool. And it's also very heartening because, like, you know, when everything's so topsy-turvy, it's cool to see people figuring out ways to get content to put out into the world and make it better. Yeah. Kind of like you. Yeah. Your <laughs> well, I mean, doing that. all I'm doing is having conversations, guys. You know, I mean, I I was thinking about that, really. I was like, what can I do? I mean, I can't this sit around and decide. I anybody but her in the <laughs> Well, that's Great. actually what I was thinking. I mean, it's you guys. Oh, that's one thing. That's, that's one thing we have said is we're like, thank God we already spend so much time together and that we like each other because, man, I bet a lot of people are going to be like, yeah, I'm not used to having my spouse around. And right. this is like, it's kind of annoying. Yeah. But well, you, I mean, you and Michelle are used to that too because you guys also work together. Exactly. I mean, we're together every day. I mean, maybe not at home, but at the office, we're together all day. And then, if yeah. any, if anything, um, we're so used to, we'll be in separate rooms doing our own thing. You know, like I've got, I kind of have a makeshift office in my living room right now. And she's in our little area that we consider our office. So we're in separate rooms. And in fact, we still have our morning meeting with our coworker, but we do it through an app that we all use and we'll all get on video conference and Michelle's, you know, just a wall away. But we do it that way just to honestly, mainly just for mental health, just so that our coworker understands that we still have that camaraderie. Yeah. Well, and also, I'm sure that's like feels almost like the regular normalcy of like what it would be like if you were at the office. Exactly. I mean, like this morning, I mean, normalcy is nice. We really didn't need a morning <laughs> meeting this morning. You know, we kind of already knew what we needed to do, but we just decided during this time we're going to get up. We're going to, you know, at nine o'clock, we're going to have our morning meeting and we just talked, you know, we just bantered yeah. and laughed. That's something that I think is important right now. I've noticed that online there is sort of this very serious tone with everything, not everything, but a lot of it when it's related to the virus, it seems like it's really serious. And in fact, I kind of probably mouth ran my mouth in a post that where some people were making fun of uh, an interview or, or shining negative I guess shade on this interview because these two brothers were kind of bantering while they were talking about the virus, but they were having like these personal inside jokes and they were laughing and stuff. I actually loved it. I was like, yeah, they had a, you know, 15 minutes of serious stuff, but they're freaking brothers for crying out loud. And I thought, I, I kind of chuckled the yeah. way they had their little inside <laughs> jabs. And I was like, this is real. This is real humanity. And, you know, you got to figure the one person, this governor, is buried. I mean, he's buried in this thing every day, 24 hours a day. And so to connect with yeah. his, his childhood brother, who he has all these inside jokes with, just for, for less than two minutes to have a little bit of little brother, you know, jabbing and stuff. I was like, God, oh, it refreshed me, honestly. It was, I, I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, me too. I was like, this is humanity. We still have to laugh in the midst. It's kind of like after you lose somebody, you know, like I know a lot of, I, I went through that where after I lost my dad, there's this weird time and maybe not everybody goes through this, but I, I have heard other people say this where, you grieve, and then when you go to a movie, let's say the first film you go to, and then you laugh. It's something funny, and then you catch yourself, and you're like, oh, my God, I just laughed. And you feel almost guilty for 
having that emotion because shouldn't yeah. you be living in your grief still? And and that's a good sign that you're beginning to understand that life is laughter and sometimes it's tears and it's a whole mixed bag. You know, I think we just hold people to these high standards. Sometimes it's like, you can never laugh and you can never smile when you're talking about anything related to, <laughs> to other standards. They don't even follow themselves. So. Oh yeah. yeah guilty you know, as charged. That's funny. Like, yeah, that's right. That's exactly right. So I don't know. I mean, I, and I might be wrong. I know everybody's got their own opinions about these types of things. I mean, I definitely know when it's time to be serious, we should be serious for sure. But I mean, reminding people about their humanity is such an important thing. Cause man, that's every, again, getting back to that whole movie analogy. I think that's always when it goes wrong is when people stop being people, when they start just becoming things to each other and resources to each yeah. other, you know? It's like, you know, you're not a human anymore. You're just a thing to be acquired or used up. And there you go. You know, <laughs> the whole movie trajectory goes. Yeah, to, everything goes it's to shit. Right. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm excited to go. I was glad to get to talk to y'all. I'm glad y'all agreed to do this. I, um, I know there's going to be probably some more challenges as the weeks go by, but I thought it might be nice. People might like to just hear from you guys, you know, and see how y'all were doing. And I know it was, it's refreshing for me to be able to talk to y'all. I haven't, I don't, I don't get to talk to y'all, talk, talk to y'all, you know, except whenever we do a podcast. So yeah. <laughs> it's nice to reach back out. And also just to remind the people that honestly, these, everyone I've interviewed, I feel, I really do feel connected to all of you guys. I wonder how you're all doing and how you're, you know, what's going on in your life and how you're coping with anything, much less this big thing yeah. that we're all in together. Hey, in order, you don't even have to pay a pants fee. Guess what? No pants fee. No, I'm wearing pants. You're wearing <laughs> pants. You could not be wearing pants. I couldn't tell. <laughs> you might be like one of the... Oh, or am I? You know, the first time, I, I had a buddy who worked at KPLC when we, he, we were in... Uh, he was, I guess, right after high school or something, and I... This is just, it blew my mind. I went up there to pick him up one night. And so here comes the weatherman to do the evening thing. You know, he was a camera guy and here comes the weatherman and he's in shorts and a t-shirt. He puts on a button up shirt, a tie and a sports coat. He had flip flops and shorts on and he went and sat down and did the newscast. <laughs> and my, honestly, I was so young. I guess I just had no clue. I was like, my mind is blown right now. How many people... Are they all doing this? Is this always how it is? <laughs> it's just funny, man. I mean, now everybody kind of knows. Cats out of the bag, you know? Well. Yeah. No, this has been really great. I appreciate it. Yeah, who would know? You, you know, you post all that beautiful art, you know, and you guys are doing all this stuff. And, you know, no, y'all could be doing that in your underwear. <laughs> Nobody would ever know. <laughs> Danny literally is drawing in his underwear. I'm almost always wearing like a, a bathrobe at like at all times. Before all this happened, whenever you know we, I go to town on the regular, like I wouldn't see my own reflection. Like I'd be up drawing, doing whatever. Two o'clock, I'm like, all right, well, I got to go to the store and get something. And I wouldn't see my own reflection until I got to the the glass of the door. Oh. <laughs> and that's the first time I see my reflection for the day. And I'm like, Jesus, like, yeah, looking rough. <laughs> I hear you, man. That's funny. I've done that. I mean, working from home now, I was like, man, I can wear just sort of. I mean, I already kind of wear whatever I want anyway, but. And, and the right, truth is, right. you know, I, I mean, I get up now, I just, but it's mostly like sweatpants, you know, and I, like a hoodie or something. I'm like, I don't really have to <laughs> yeah. go anywhere. I mean, even if I had a meeting, 
you know, with a client through video, do they really care right now if I don't have on a button up shirt? I mean, at this point, you know, we, I think yeah, that's, yeah. that's kind of a good thing. Don't y'all? I mean, that maybe, maybe this will be good for all of us. Cause we can let down some of the pretensions, you know, it's like, man, I mean, you know, does well, it really all matter? I can say is I feel this is a paradigm shift. I don't know which way it's going, but I see, I see a change when this is over with. I, I, for the bad statistically speaking I mean I don't know it could go either way like I hope it's for the best and I hope we come out of this better and stronger and wiser and more compassionate but uh more to be zombies <laughs> <laughs> no I agree with what you said I, I've had similar thoughts you know that we <laughs> this could be a huge shift I mean I, I kind of hope it is I, I keep hearing people say I want things to get back to the way the, to normal and I, I, I do agree on one hand, but then there's that part of me that says, yeah, but maybe we don't really need to go back to that. I mean, maybe there, maybe we need to get go a little further with this so we can really shift things. And I well, don't know and, what that means. Also, but, like, I don't know that anything will be normal again in the way it was. I mean, I think we'll all have a new normal, but I mean... It, there's no way things will be exactly the same as they were before. Like there's just there, it just won't happen. I don't think. Yeah. Because the reality, at least, I mean, I, yeah. I guess maybe there will be a few people that can sort of, uh, fake it till you make it, but yeah. I don't know. I think for a lot of us, it's, it's just going to change us kind of on a, like a DNA level almost, you know? Yeah. I've, I mean, for me, I know what I've seen emerging in my own life is that, I'm definitely losing trust in large chunks on things that I already didn't trust a lot to begin with. And I'm gaining trust on yeah. things that I was leaning towards anyway. And I, that's kind of what I guess y'all are talking about. I mean, there's sort of a divide for me where I'm going, well, I already kind of had a side eye and didn't really trust this entity or this institution anyway. Now I'm seeing some bad behavior and choices that I go, oh, they absolutely don't have my best interests at heart. I don't need to. I don't need to subscribe to that anymore. I can subscribe to these other things and lean more exactly. on yeah. the people that really are trying to do better by by each other too. Do better yeah. by each other and treat each it's other a well. Chaff situation here, you know. A what? Like a wheat and chaff situation? Oh, like yeah. Okay. Toss it up in the air and. Jack goes away and the wheat falls to the ground. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. I mean, you know, I, uh, and I hope it makes us better. I honestly do. I think anything like this can make us better. We just have to choose to, to make, let it make us better, you know, but man, well, you can, we can sure choose to let it screw us up too. To be better, it's hard work and it's hard and you got to do it. And I just hope there's enough people that put in the work, you know? Yeah. That goes down to every person. Yeah, totally agree. This episode's Fishing for Goodies Fishbowl sponsor is Brimstone Museum and Henning Cultural Center in Sulphur, Louisiana. I don't know what you look for when you travel, but one of the things I look for when I'm putting together my itinerary is a unique museum or gallery in the city I'm traveling to. I do this almost every time I go to a new city, but if I'm being honest, I'm guilty of not always doing that very thing right here at home in Sulphur, Louisiana. 
That's really a shame because we have one of the most interesting, historically relevant, and culturally rich corners in any city in the country about two minutes from where I'm sitting right now. I'm talking about the Brimstone Museum and Henning Cultural Center. Have you ever really thought about why our city is named Sulphur? They've got a permanent exhibit on the history of the sulphur industry that answers that simple question and more. You really get a full scope of just how important the sulphur mining industry was to the development of Southwest Louisiana and the impact it had on the rest of the world. Yes, the rest of the world. On the same property, right next door to the museum, is the Henning Cultural Center, presenting some of the most interesting, modern, and culturally relevant local art shows I've ever seen. My dear friend Tom Trahan and the Brimstone Historical Society have really worked hard to give us this treasure, and it's a multifaceted jewel that I plan to take advantage of more often. You don't have to wonder what their hours are, or how to get there, or what shows are coming up. Just go to brimstonemuseum.org, like I did, and subscribe to their mailing list right there on the homepage. That's brimstonemuseum.org. Tom will make sure you start getting the announcements for each and every new show at the gallery. But you don't have to wait for the mail to arrive to enjoy this historical local treasure. You don't have to be guilty, like me, of overlooking a local wonder that conveniently sits next to the Grove, one of the most beautiful walking parks in southwest Louisiana. Drop in and say hi to Tom for me. Tour the museum and center, and make sure to tell Tom that you heard about Brimstone Museum on Find the Good News. Now, let's take that dive in the fishbowl. Well, guys, would y'all be interested in playing the fishbowl from the show? Oh, sure. I never did that. Oh, that's right. You didn't get to do it. When uh, when I did my episode. Well, look, since I know we're doing a mobile conference. Oh. We didn't, uh, we were going to do a, we just sent us a mobile call. We're just, I'm just going to do one question each. Okay. So I'm going to dig it out as if to pretend like you're sticking your hand in the bowl. And these are math based, right? <laughs> All math. <laughs> okay. Who wants to go first? Dang it. Morgan or Danny? Oh, I will. I will. Okay. Morgan, you go first. All right. So here's your question. Morgan. Life, okay. life, okay. let life lessons you could turn into a children's book. Ooh. Oh, I got one. Oh, that's a good one. Life lessons you could turn into a children's book. I mean. Don't eat your boogers or you turn into a booger troll. <laughs> and then the giant figure comes and picks you. That's a good one. I actually, I, I, wrote, I wrote that before. Um, I'm sorry, this is Morgan's question. Go ahead. Man. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, that's hard. It is, isn't Gosh. it? Gosh, because there's too many things to choose from. Um, I mean, I guess I would say, how did you like? Kind of how what we're going through now is how to do your best in times when things are uncertain. Ah, okay. So you know, with choosing you know choosing to get up at a certain time and choosing to do specific things throughout the day yeah and how that gives you a sense of normalcy and makes you feel better and makes you more productive and you feel better when you're productive and it helps pass the time until things kind of settle down yeah you know what that's actually that's really good (laughs) i like that answer actually you know i mean I could see a children's book like that where, you know, you, you almost do like to spend a day with a, a, chi- a 
how children go through their week saying, oh, I wish I could do this, and I wish I wasn't at school and I could do that. I never have time to do this. But on Saturday, they could just spend their time Saturday, like, doing all those wonderful things that they daydream about, you know, and, like, make it a discipline. That would be really cool. Well, that was a good question. I like Danny's answer too, though. Don't don't pick your <laughs> don't pick your boogers, <laughs> or you'll be turned into a booger troll. Yeah, you turn into a booger troll. We have a kid that does that, and we're both like, "Dude, Did that come on, kid!" We had a break for that. We're like, "What? Oh, like, you're gonna be that kid?" Nobody talks to you. First of all, just to clarify, it's not because she picked her boogers. It's because we caught her eating them. Yeah. Oh, and hey. we're like, sis, no. Full on. I caught a, <laughs> I caught a sibling wrong, eating. She looked at us like, what? Yeah, I caught a sibling doing that one time, and I was like, did you just eat a booger? I was like, what? <laughs> like my whole world just turned upside down. Like, nah, man, let's just eat some Elbers or something else. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, this is a great one, Danny. Here's your question, okay? Would you rather live okay. in... You ready? ready? You ready? This is going to be easy, though. This is a softball question. I'm ready. Okay. Would you rather... Okay. Would you rather live in an apartment in the city or a mansion in the country? Oh, man. That's a tough one. No, I'm a mansion in the country. Yeah. Plenty of room to... Garden, fresh air, nature. Go he could to live in a tent in the country and he'd be happy. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. For real. Plenty of room to, yeah, just, you know, that's pretty much what I'm doing now minus the mansion. Yeah. But hey, <laughs> a trailer house with a family, that's 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 the mansion there. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Trying to get some brownie points or... <laughs> hey, well, y'all, you, you got the country part worked out, man. And honestly, hey, in a, in a mansion, it could be... Really, just a matter of perspective, right? I mean, I always have my favorite my oh, favorite yeah. ideas to live. It's a very relative term. That's right. Not like that. I'm going to give you all a bonus question. Let's just go ahead and do the third question, okay? This is for both. This is this is for, yeah, for both <laughs> of you. You can both answer this. You can take turns. So here it goes. Third fishbowl question. If you could arm wrestle any historical figure... Who would you choose and why? Oh, hmm. interesting. That's an odd question. I feel like I know who you are. I feel like I, I mean, am I, what's the, what do I win? <laughs> like if I beat this person in arm wrestling. Because my gut is going with Stephen Hawking's. But I don't know. <laughs> you would win that arm wrestling match, no, no doubt. <laughs> That's why I want another prize. Because if it ain't that awesome, I'd pick somebody else. Okay, I'm going to reframe this question because I, I was just know. looking. At, let me. It says the same question, okay. but let me reframe it. If you could arm wrestle someone <laughs> from history, but if you win, you acquire their knowledge. Who would it be? Oh. Stephen Hawking's. No. <laughs> Same answer. <laughs> oh. It's like Highlander kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. Right. So, ooh, it would, for me, it would definitely be either, it would be between C.S. Lewis and Madeline Lingle. Ah. Ooh, C.S. Lewis was a war. 
Yeah, but he's huge. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you'd have to be a real arm. So, I mean, I wouldn't beat him. I would just want to arm wrestle him and then be like, okay, now tell me lots of things. Yeah. <laughs> but I would feel the same way with Madeline Legal. I'd be like, slam her down. Because she's so, she's so poetic and her books are like her. Her books and C.S. Lewis books shaped my childhood, and they're literally the reason I am the weirdo I am today. So either one of them. I feel like I have a better chance of winning with Madeline Lingle, though. Because, yeah. you know, C.S. Lewis, he, he, did, he, he was a soldier. He was fairly tough. Yeah, so I'm thinking. So, That's he good. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I could beat a man in two. That was great. That was actually a lot of fun. I'm glad y'all decided to do this. Hey, look, if, so just for the folks that do listen to this, um, why don't you guys tell them how they can help you guys out during this time? Because, you know, we definitely want to support artists and local people. How can they connect with your artwork and your comic book and getting commissions and just keep you guys moving while we're going through this Corona winter? Uh, well, we have Etsy shops and we have the capabilities to mail out any kind of art. Uh, we have prints. We do commissions. My commissions are half off right now because, you know, I know it's hard and it's tough. And if you're trying to help support us, I'm going to make it easy on you. And we appreciate everything that we've gotten like it's yeah we we really we're very appreciative we've had a lot of people reach out and um and buy things and commission us for stuff which has been really awesome uh and we have tiny like you can the smallest things in our etsy shop we have stickers that are like three bucks yeah so yeah and i have a patreon for a roll initiative and it's uh depending on what you want to pledge you can pledge a dollar you can pledge five dollars you know and then twenty dollars is like the maximum you get some pretty cool stuff. I, you know, I think so. And then we also have the webtoons. I'm doing all that with Peyton. You remember Peyton? Peyton oh Freeman? yeah, absolutely. He just had a baby. He had a baby. His name's Logan too. Oh man, name. what a name! But uh, yeah, we have it on web. I know. Uh, right? <laughs> That's wild. Well, Bruce has already taken. That's his nephew. Oh yeah, really? So okay. Like, well, I go with Logan. But uh, yeah, me and him are doing it. So. uh Roll Initiative is on uh, Webtoons, and it's free. The whole three issues and up to there, it's all there. That's cool, Oh, and man. I have um, on my Facebook page, I have a, an album of color sheets that are free that are from my Patreon. Oh. And I release them so that people can, you can just click on it. There's like, I think there's about 24 of them. Yeah. Um, they're, for the most part, kid-friendly. There's like one or two that you might not want your kid to color no but like there's one of a fairy and she's like not fully clothed I mean she's covered but still and skulls some people aren't into skulls but um but yeah so I have a bunch (laughs) of free color sheets that people can print out and color and um I have a patreon too and um you can sign up for a dollar so um but yeah but really we just want we just want people to not feel bored and sad and alone yeah. <laughs> while all this is going on. So that's why the webtoon is great for that. Um, Danny's comic. So you have something to read. I've been reading other comics on webtoon as well. So, uh, yeah, it's pretty cool, but we'll definitely all, we'll, we'll definitely keep having content that we're going to re- be releasing this whole time. Cause and, and everybody <laughs> just keep being safe, be smart, stay home. Yeah. Stay home. Say some prayers, you know, Yes. just be good. For goodness sake. Yeah. Thank y'all so much for taking time out of y'all's day to share with everyone. I really do appreciate it. 
and it's been good for me, honestly. It's nice to see Thanks y'all. Thanks for having us. Yeah, really we appreciate it. Good talking to you, buddy. Yeah, well, we'll do it again <laughs> before it's over with. I'm sure it looks like we're going to be doing this for a while. I love you just as Thanks for listening to my Beacon Series conversation with Danny and Morgan Elaine. If you found something of use in this conversation, consider helping me spread the good news by supporting Find the Good News at patreon.com slash findthegoodnews. I thank you for pressing play.